Hello, listeners. The time is 3.42 in the morning. I managed to sneak into the FagCast studios beyond all of the Union people and the tents and the bricks. Managed to get in here. Union told us we aren't allowed to put out any extra bonus episodes. And I say, fuck the Union. Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. When you say taxation is theft But there's a place where people know Harsh government brings tears So grab some blue and adrenochrome Let's make the timeline weird Friends against I'm the enforcer of the podcast. When when guests get <laughs> yeah. uppity, I have to, I, it's my duty to to. Hey, bro, take it take it easy. <laughs> take it easy, or this pen Dutchman is coming after you. <laughs> I, I'm uh, picturing like a Burton Ernie dynamic, like physically uh, or like visually. Yes, Maybe. actually, probably yes. no, no, physically and visually, probably are both good ways of saying yes. That's actually a good reflection. Of, and then we have Oscar the Grouch who couldn't make it today. Uh, yeah. but he's, he's, he's there. <laughs> eating trash. <laughs> eating trash yeah, under the bridge. We need a big bird. Who's our big bird? bird? Well, well, like when you when you live in a, uh, a socialist hippie uh, Black Lives Matter commune, then it's Slim Pickens probably. Are you talking about Sesame Street? Yeah. No, There's I'm no talking way. about Aaron. Oh, okay, yes. Because he's right. Oscar the Grouch and he lives in a trash can. And when you that's don't have true. prices, that's what you have to succumb to. So... It's his own damn fault, isn't it? I'm okay with saying I'm okay with saying that. Yes, if that's the conclusion that has to be reached to blame him for his personal issues, yes, I'm very okay with that. It's very good. <laughs> he means well. Thank though. you. That's what matters. Thank you. Thank you, Miss um, Sassy in economics. You've taught yeah. me <laughs> how to bully my friends. <laughs> the only real part of Miss in economics is the bullying section. That was yeah. well. That was Mises' famous quote: "Everyone around me is a real chode." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, happy birthday two days ago, Mises. Yeah. yeah. Oh, happy birthday. You did and it. and also on uh, in 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 relation to that, uh let's go Ron Paul. Let's go. Um Yeah, let's go, man. Took took one down and then he got back up the next day and podcasted again. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> he gets Fucking knocked down. Bad. But he gets up over it. Dude, Chad what Paul. a badass. I I have to tell Chad you, that was Paul. the f- First time that I've gotten, I would say, emotional about a person that I have never met in person nearly dying in a very long time. That was very close for me. (laughs) See, that's why you don't want to meet your heroes. No, I don't. I would never want to. I I would never want to meet Ron. Ron is like, you know, like keep him at a sacred distance so that I could just be like, ah, yes, because I've met um, uh some of the people who I would consider my heroes and most of the time they end up just being regular people <laughs> and it's like oh god yeah. so now I know that I can disagree with you and stuff and it kind of sheds the illusion a little bit 
Um, I don't know. That's why I, I, I like Bitcoin so much because all the Bitcoin Twitter people, like you think they're awesome and they, they write these prolific essays and they just have the coolest shows. And then Kara, you were there. We were at Bitblock Boom and like at one of the the my nightly presentations, like I sat next to Robert Breedlove and he's like the coolest, chillest motherfucker you will ever meet. And it's just like really uh, not humbling. I don't know. Just like normalizing to know normalizing that people, yeah pe- pe- people just fucking people like yeah chill it takes like, they it might takes your hero it like takes your heroes down it takes your heroes down people do be chilling i feel like it takes yeah. your heroes down but it, obviously then your heroes just become normal people which is also cool it's just there's some people that i kind of i like the mystique you know of them being you like do this laundry mysterious hero. i do laundry <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah that would be good. That's my first question for Ron when I meet him, by the way, is, so what do you do to keep those those pearly whites? Laundry. <laughs> so do you do it? <laughs> laundry, Ron. When was the last Healthy time laundry. you did it, Ron? Tell me, Ron. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had that thought cross my mind like several times over the last two or three years, really since he retired from the House of Representatives. And uh, uh, it, it's like, oh, man, you know, one of these days we're going to have to confront Bad news. Yes. No, and I'm like, no, 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 don't think about that. Don't, 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 you know. But you yeah, know, it's just weird because let's go another eighty five or save yeah, three, yes. right? I don't know. Seriously. Man, it's it's uh, um it was uh like it, it was kind of a good thing because it prepped me a little bit. <laughs> it made me go, oh, okay, so that's gonna be what my reaction is gonna look like when it actually occurs. That yeah, it's gonna, more gonna be ugly. <laughs> gonna be real uh, ugly that was my was my message that i put out was you know we're gonna lose him one day but not this year (laughs) not not this time uh it would just be another thing to add i mean just think about the good stuff he's done in his lifetime in a way the fact that he still does it in his 80s every fucking day it's almost as if we're spoiled so Uh, yes i mean yes like i i wasn't I wasn't too shocked. Like at like my first instinct, I was like, "Holy shit, what?" Oh, he's from, okay. Yeah. That, that's cool. And then I just kind of like thought about it again. I'm like, you know, this guy's done a lot. And yes, that was what I, know, exactly what happened to me. Well, I, but I was also like, you know, if it's got to be his time, then yeah, like you know, I'm at peace with that because like, mm. what more can you really ask for? We we can't ask for anymore. It's like he's not going to be it's president. True. He's like he can say he can keep doing what he's doing. But in a way, like it, you know, if he has to go, then like I'm at peace with that because like he deserves his necessity in paradise in heaven or wherever, you know. That's that. I was basically the conclusion that I came to, and then it came out. Actually, guys, he's perfectly fine. And then I was like, "Fuck! I just did all that. I just went through the whole routine. I just did the. I just did, did the routine. Still at work. Like uh, you can't. Because uh, <laughs> now what's going to happen is. Now I almost feel like when that terrible thing does happen, there's going to be a little more humor in it because everyone was like, okay, we got that. Yeah. Like, okay, we were prepped. Now this time we know we can go, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. That sucks. And then, you know, yeah, that was uh, – and of course the joke started flying. The actual malevolence started flying. Um, but now Ron has seen you motherfuckers. You have outed yourselves to him. You've outed yourselves as clowns. Okay, and people so, be chilling, but sometimes people don't be chilling. They do not be. Ch- that's right. Sometimes the most <laughs> chilling people actually don't chill. Mm-hmm. We've seen <laughs> it. it becomes an issue. Many such cases. And some people with no chill continue to have no chill, and it's okay because we predicted of them. But you can't and surprise that's not people. Chill. 
Yeah, you just can't surprise people. I think the big thing is you just can't be surprising people at a time yeah. like this. Everybody has no. to know where you're going to come from <laughs> before. Like I like for example, I went like uh Malice is pay- Malice is going nuts immediately. Uh whatever you think about the jokes he made, personally I was like, man, that's the only thing that made me laugh during this. <laughs> and he was Bro, going wild. Wait, are we talking about the debate or Ron? No, Ron with Ron. Um oh, he- his his humor about Ron was it was it was typical Malice, but I went uh. to Malice's page knowing <laughs> You yeah. know, knowing full well what I was going to be getting into. Um, what was he saying? Let's, let's well, I don't know. You can skeletons. pull them up, but some of them are pretty brutal. Yeah, one, of, um, one was like Ron Paul doing his best impression of Joe Biden or something like that. That one was – yeah, and then, you know, then the other one was uh, Ron Paul is still the sp- smartest libertarian. <laughs> and it was uh, – <laughs> actually, the funniest thing that I found about it was uh, everyone got mad at him, but it almost appeared to me that his jokes were at everyone else's expense other than Ron. Ron was actually being complimented in both of those cases. First, still being the smartest libertarian among the rest of us, uh, which is a compliment, even though it's a brutal, <laughs> t- brutal hey, man, timing. That just circles back to like he's thinking himself, like, dude, I'm I'm a fucking human being. Like, yeah. you know, I'm in my eighties. Like, what do y'all expect? Like, you know, haven't yeah. I done enough for you guys? Like, shit. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Ron's probably as he's going down. He's <laughs> like, I've done enough. I've done enough. Yeah, yeah, but then you know, so that was a big emotional moment. Um, what else? I got to meet him. It was it was really cool when I was helping. Where'd out you meet the, him? Well, I was helping with the Monopoly on Violence documentary, and I was oh, driving yeah. Chris Kelper around in Houston, and we just sat in front of him, interviewed him, and Danny McAdams, and it was a it was pretty cool. And then I, I was he was he was uh, sweet soul enough to have me steal him for over like thirty minutes for my own interview but like you know he's just he he just seems like at peace with himself and like he knows that the good that he's done uh but he he still has this i don't know vibe that there's still more to do and you know he can do all he can and like he's again he's like at peace with it it was, it was just a really cool experience and also kind of like lifted the you know i, I guess star fucker fail of like yeah dude like you know it's just people. People are driven to do whatever, you know, their their in- inclinations and passions are. And I guess right. that kind of goes back to, like, Austrian economics and just, like, human action. Like, humans be acting. So, uh, I don't know. It's just a <laughs> they be acting cool and they experience. be chilling. The two Misesian yeah. principles. Acting. The first and second law of Misesian economics. And, that's yeah. right. Act people and be that, that's actually That's actually the, the, the creed. People will be chilling. It's not the nap. It's it's people will be chilling. Just chill. chill. Actually, I'd be very happy to adopt that as an, a form of uh, ethical principle is the chill principle. Just take it easy. You know, whatever that <laughs> means to you. Why don't you write it's, a treatise? Like the yeah, about taking creed, it easy. The act of chill. People yeah, be chilling, would, an economic treatise. It would treatise. be called taking it easy. <laughs> Uh, new ethics for a new libertarian world. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, you know, the thing I've noticed is if your headline is good enough, you don't actually, people won't even have to read it. There's no words because... Because yeah. you chilled, so you you took it so easy that you Chill. never actually wrote the book. It's just a it's just Chill. a book with that yeah. title, about four hundred blank pages in between nobody, the front and back cover. Nobody in this world has ever committed a crime while chilling. Right? True, a crime, a real crime. 
Yeah, real crime. Uh, uh, yeah, not I was like gonna a, say like aside yeah, from like a, status like imposition, you can't do drugs. Yeah, no, Go no, no, like a real like offense that I would feel offended if you acted in such a manner. No, they, you know, you're just chilling. Nobody's Strip. ever, chilling, you know, just chill. And here's the other thing: if other people are like, "Hey, man, I don't think you're chilling right now." You know what the chill thing to do would be? Just chill out and accept that and go, you know what? Maybe I got to chill a little more. See? Hey, hey man, I, I, I think you're thinking too much about chilling and that's not chill. Pra- praxis. Yeah, chill. Right? Just chill. Just chill. Chill. And, and do it. There you go. Well, uh, we're are chilling. We naming the, are we naming this episode Chilling with Phil? <laughs> yeah, now chill. we are. <laughs> yeah. Chill with Phil. Uh, let's chill a, a little more. Um, or maybe less chill, actually. Car, you titillated my senses with a story that oh, is dude, currently developing. Um, yeah. Uh, so we had universe. Phil to talk. So we had Phil on this. To, yeah, we had, we had Phil on to talk about Bitcoin, particularly one of his projects in Bitcoin. But I, I think it, it's probably Woods. what. Oh yeah, got, got, well, yeah. Well, I, he got for the last time. We mm-hmm. Dark Tom Woods. Uh, yeah, fuck but, Dark Tom Woods. Piece of shit. Yeah, he he's guy. he's a real son of a bitch. Sucks. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, breaking as of this morning, like several hours ago, it looks like uh, the CFTC, the U.S. Uh, uh, I guess futures and futures uh, trading commission or or whatever, like basically arrested somebody from Bitmax, um, which is a huge bit leveraged Bitcoin exchange uh, based offshore, um, and they are notoriously like accepting of U.S. citizens who are prohibited from from trading there. Uh, and mm. they are coming after them. Get a VPN. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what people were doing, and now yeah. the U.S. Uh, is is began a federal probe and is bringing charges against Bitmex and arrested one of the the owners. So uh, okay, that broke so- a little bit ago, and uh, it's I don't have a whole lot more information on it except that shit's going down. Yeah, were you so ex- could- expecting me? Because I don't have shit. So. No, I, I'm just, I mean, there's lots of words there that I don't know that I would like to ask about and what the further implications of arresting someone like this are. Ugh, mm-hmm. To um, the internet. So first of all, first of all, uh, BitMEX, as I understand it, is the currency exchange. Is that, yes. is that right? Yes. Okay. So Heavy, heavy. Uh, uh, they write pretty sweet papers when it comes to like crypto anarchy and shit. Uh, oh, so they're more than stuff. just an exchange. They're also an intellectual. Well, so I mean, they, they, okay, so they have all, two... all these exchanges use those as like marketing campaigns. But like they, they're they mostly, have, oh, okay. anyway, but they have like two arms. They're mostly known for having high trading like leverage. And yeah, it's a high volume research. offshore exchange. Uh, but then they also have a BitMEX research group that, that – oh. Does, is that you know, under investigation as as well? Do, I don't know, you know how they're legally structured. Arms, yeah, yeah. No yeah, idea. Okay. So I don't. I I wouldn't expect them to be, um, to be actively re, uh, investigating the research arm. But if the research arm is under the same legal entity as Bitmax Exchange, yeah, yeah, then yeah, I don't know. Maybe sure. it's open season. I have no idea. <laughs> but so, the uh, but they're going after uh, the exchange because they were allowing U.S. citizens to trade there, or basically looking the other way as as U.S. citizens walk behind their back to go trade there, while they figured U.S. citizens were walking behind their back going to trade there. And it, who was arrested? Do you know the name of the person who was CEO arrested? Arthur Hayes? That's a bitch. No, I don't think Arthur Hayes was arrested. Was he? No, I got the thing in front of me. U.S. Department of Justice and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. CFTC have filed charges against crypto derivatives exchange BitMEX and its owner operators, including co-founder and CEO Arthur Hayes. Wow. Fuck. 
Who was arrested though? Oh, was that that was those were the what was he, okay? So they he was arrested and he was charged with those things. Nobody else in the company was. Here. I'll share this in the chat so I don't need to fucking read. Yeah, that's a yeah. Let's see this. This is an interesting. We've got the scoop. We've got the scoop. And yeah. The so then I guess the sort of next question I have is uh, why did the United States? ban the use of this particular exchange uh, as opposed to many of the other exchanges that we, we can uh, use? Uh, be, because they offer leveraged trading products. Um, so you can, you can, you know, leverage your trading positions up to a hundred X on BitMEX, uh, which is, hard. which is you technically, you know, really it's, you know, it's mob shit. They, they want you to trade through their, stuff and they want to make mm-hmm. sure that you are KYC AML um and ha- have What's gone that? through all the uh know your customer anti money laundering uh oh, okay got uh, it okay yep. regulations bend over so, show us your rectal cavity yeah. show us your the, re- the rectal regulation <laughs> right so they want you they want US citizens to be trading their way through their exchanges and this is this exchange is basically just offering a speedy on ramp. What to, is their exchange? What is? What do you mean by their? When you U.S. Use controlled exchanges, which would be things like, uh, I mean, well, I mean, like for Bitcoin or something like that. I mean, I guess like Robinhood and you know the, um, you know the various. I, I don't know. Uh, 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 so well, I guess what I'm asking is so basically they, they, what they it did, means because they're offshore, they need U.S. people using their shit to comply with us compliance is that what i understand no no no. in the us if you want to trade you have to go through the us the united states rules and regulations regarding know your customer and anti-money laundering that's just the law like you you cannot you can't exchange securities commodities Oh, and they okay and they simply do not do that they simply do not do that So and why do they any, not do that? Do we have any idea? Because they just—that's what they believe in. That's because the, no, no. Because it means that anybody can go there and trade. Like they, so they have more customers because there's yeah, no okay, limitations yes. with Bitcoin. With with sure. uh, other things, you can basically stop it at the bank account level. Um, mm. But with Bitcoin, it's permissionless. So so everybody around the world with access to a VPN and Bitcoin uh, can go there and trade it. Because because oh, all you need to do is get to the website. Yes, clearly. exactly. Sure. Yep. Oh, okay. So, and so, so the and, government knew that people were simply doing that. But they're uh, they're offshore. They don't, they don't prosecute YouTube for all the videos that are not allowed to be viewed in this country. Right. People use VPNs. To well, <laughs> money's watch. a little bit more serious to them. I'm, you know. I, no, you're uh, right. I guess so. No, you're absolutely uh, right. About so that. anyway, so people, yeah. So they, so uh, Bitmax is in. Uh, I, I never know how to say it, but Sachet, the or the Sachets, the, the, the those Seychelles, islands, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, that are north of Madagascar out there, and uh, that's like a notorious, you know, shelter. Um, so mm. it, it's based there. Um, I think, I think, I thought Arthur Hayes was in Singapore or something like that, but in any case, uh, yeah. So they were basically just operating what would be an illegal exchange in the U.S., but is totally legal in most or in a lot of other places, including where they're incorporated, but turning a blind eye to us customers that were coming in and just saying, Hey, we, we don't collect any information. And it, you know, that pisses the financial industry in the U the U S off. Oh, sure. <laughs> Man. Um, so then, okay. My final question for you, Clark Campit, is what is the, what are the for next? What are the implications of this? What is his arrest potentially signal 
uh, as far as moves forward for uh, the prosecutors, federal government, uh, what would you say this, uh, why does this alarm you uh, and blah and blah and blah? It, do, it doesn't alarm me at, at all. It, yeah, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't alarm, alarm me. you. No, no, no. It, I mean, this is, it, it, it's fairly, I, I don't want to say this is routine because this is a pretty big deal, but uh, yeah, uh, not on this level. Cause why I, do you say it's that? Not like is, going down, and if anything, this just makes Bitcoin more resilient. No, no, I'm not. I, well, I, I'm not arguing it. Really give a fuck in this case. I, I'm not arguing that, but I'm I'm, I'm against that. I'm just saying it is. Bitmex is a pretty big presence in this uh, in this mm-hmm. like in Bitcoin, and they have like I think I think I saw almost two hundred thousand Bitcoins are in their custody. Um, wow. So it's. I mean, I, it's not a big deal in the, in terms of like, it's not alarming me in terms of the security of Bitcoin or the ongoing, the future of Bitcoin, but mm. it is worth noting that it's happening. I mean, it's, it is a big deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, okay. So th- that's there you go. Why, why is it a big deal then? Um, I think it's going to have ramifications for, for how the U S legal structure, uh, approaches Bitcoin. It's just, it's, it's shining a light on Bitcoin, a bigger, a brighter target, uh, that, you know, it, it's Perhaps going to, this case that gets prosecuted sets a couple precedents. You would say, yep, exactly, um, or at least tries. Like the, the thing yeah. is, these people don't know what the fuck to do with it because they don't know what the fuck it is for the most part. Now that's changing a, a lot, especially in this past year and everything. But when you can do something like this, like this liberally and just as permissionless as it is, with money that is not in the state's control, then that's a threat to the state. That's what happens because fuck that. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the actual bitcoins in their custody. I saw. I've seen. Um, I've been watching just popping up on Twitter. Like it looks like. So the way Bitmex apparently usually works is like they process withdrawals every like twice a week or something like that. On I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna pick Tuesdays and Thursdays or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to withdraw money, you withdraw and then they go through and they batch it. Um, you know, on at certain- oh, so they okay, so that's how they do it. Is you get there's a payment that goes out sort of. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to take your bitcoins off the exchange, if you're done trading, whatever, you you say, okay, withdraw my funds to this address, and then at their next scheduled pay pay like uh, withdrawal. Oh, period, that's interesting. They, yeah, they will they will uh, you know send it to the address. Um, so I, but I've been seeing on on Twitter that people are posting screenshots and getting emails saying, hey, we're processing your shit now. So that's pretty interesting. They oh. might be just trying to get bitcoins back into all the users' hands so they don't have any for the U.S. to take, which would be wild. <laughs> Which is a very noble thing, certainly, to do, by the way. Um, yeah. so I guess they wouldn't be obligated to do that by the st- standards of the website. It's just good principle. Um, wow, that that's interesting. That uh, th- Does that signal anything to you, knowing what you know about Bitcoin, that they're trying to get it all out? Like, Do you think that means that they're going down? Do you think that means that... I don't... Uh, I mean, I, mean, if, I if think... They go down- it's not that big of a deal, and it's also a big well. I mean, for them, the yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It, none of this is a big deal for Bitcoin. We, yeah, that's yeah, you know, yeah. period. But but for that business, for yeah, just analyzing all the other aspects. Yeah, I mean, they're like a guy's in jail. <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's for pretty him. fucking bad. Yeah, uh, and and uh, any, uh, any threat to wait, people. Which is really... um... Go ahead, Sue. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say they recently came out with something. I'm not sure what it was, but. Oh no, they came out with saying that they're going to comply with KYC AML because they weren't following all the rules like to the T uh, for the longest mm. time, I believe. And I think that news was like fairly recent, like a week or two ago. So, so, so it, it's just ironic. Like, you know, 
even though that they bend the knee of compliance and they still get fucked in a way. But then I don't uh, know so how they, so they, they are, were convinced they to had... bend the knee, and then as they bended the knee, federal government was like, "Oh, nice! So this is a good position for us to Possibly. search your pockets while you're on your knee." Yeah, I mean, okay. So I guess. So that particular exchange then is having to comply with these rules. People will still probably be able to find exchanges to get on VPNs and go and do that. And the cycle will continue. And yeah, yeah, no, this, to flee oh, from yeah. none of this you. behavior is going to end. It's just going to end at BitMEX. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, but the, That's what's, unfortunate what's, for BitMEX. What, yeah, it is. Uh, the, the, what's going to be interesting is a lot of the state's relationship to Bitcoin is very mm-hmm. ambiguous and vague. Um, it's not because, written yet. Yeah, because what it's not written What is a cryptocurrency? Yet. Please define that. Oh, wait, you can't. Yeah, is that actually genuinely... I, I am not even sure if there's a legal... A, a no, that's the problem. Legal there's definition fucking of something not. like cryptocurrency yet. No, yeah, it's that, a, Bitcoin is that, treated that, as a property, I believe. Wow. No, like, even they back down from that, or I don't know, it, like, they flip-flop it, like, first it's a currency, now it's a property, but since uh, Japan was taken as legal tender, then they made it not a currency, so, like, now it's property, but the fucking problem is that they don't know what it is, and it was created in spite of them, like, it was born out of the ashes of the great financial crisis of 2008 to just prevent status, banking, fucking whatever, monetary monopoly, you know, chaos, and... You know, they're having to come to terms with it. Some of them get yeah. it. Like, I feel like a lot of congressmen are probably stacking stats. And then a lot of them yeah, now, are reluctant. Yeah, for sure. And some of them just don't know what the fuck it is to begin with. Right. So, so this who, is who, so this is going to be interesting true? because now it's not like you, you can basically file charges and then retract it. Like, they actually have mm-hmm. a dude in jail. So you, you yes. they it's going to force them to kind of come to terms with. with yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and. It may. It's probably going to to lay down some precedents, and that's going that to be is, really yeah, interesting. When, now I'm seeing why this is so interesting because of that, because the precedent setting, because precisely because it is such an ambiguous space. Whoever the hell that judge is, yeah, going to have it, quite a bit of pull on interpretation. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be super fascinating. Again, I don't give a shit with regards to Bitcoin, but re- with regards to just watching the entertainment of seeing the state acting against Bitcoin. It's like, holy shit. Like how, how do you, you, know, you, you, you may be forced to give a slight shit as, you know, things tighten and we'll, yeah. we'll have to be forced to find slightly new ways of getting to it. Cause the yeah. protocol is good. They can't touch that. It's just your ability to access it, which is always, always going to be the ground that's fought for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that, that just, that's breaking now. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, uh, I you think more I, people go down. I mean, I don't know. That's oh, sure. More of a speculation yeah. than anything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No doubt. I, I mean, mean, I remember no my closest, mind. my closest um, a connection to this at all would be when they freaking arrested the Pirate Bay guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that yeah, they they busted them all up one day, and of course that was the birth of about ten thousand other torrenting websites. But you know, it always sucks when like your guy goes down. Ross is, comes up uh, when you think about Ross. Yeah, interesting. Um, doesn't mean anything for Bitcoin, though. You've said many times. Well, it means it's a great time to stack some sats because the, the <laughs> you know the, the market seems, dumped a little bit. It seems like you say it's always a great time to yeah. stack some sats. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, almost interesting. The like best time this sort stack sats was yesterday. The the this sort of thing <laughs> always uh, rocks the market. But I I've actually been fascinated and actually really disappointed at how little it's it, it's you know it was at ten seven this morning, ten eight this morning. It's at ten five five now. It's like 
You're upset yeah, with the lack that. of volatility. Yeah, well, I, I wanted I want to buy more cheap ads, dude. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it, it's it's great, and it actually broke record for I think it was sixty three days in a row that it was above ten k, like yeah. out of like its life. So is it's, that a record? Like, I remember back when it was at nearly like fourteen. So that was a shorter period of time. Than yeah, yeah, but like like consecutive. Wow. Period. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's so interesting because that felt like forever when it was building over ten back uh, twenty seventeen, maybe. Yeah, that's cool. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good for yeah, Bitcoin. I don't know. That's Good the, for the, you. The latest, <laughs> the latest drama, the latest drama in Bitcoin, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what exactly they charge, who they charge, how they prosecute, mm. and. Yeah, you know. I could see this being well, interesting if you're if you get a real kick out of the crypto lifestyle of constantly running. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, which, yeah. For sure. I. I, I think a lot of people do. It's a lot of fun. Man <laughs> on the run. Now, what's <laughs> really interesting is that uh, you, you've got these Uber compliant and a little bit leverage in their own right, crypt or Bitcoin banks, because you have Kraken Bank now and Avanti Finance, and they have uh, basic. They have like charter licenses, and they have what's called a speedy license, SPID. I or whatever, um, or SPD, whatever. But uh, what that really means is that they open these cryptocurrency banks, but they must be backed. They must be full reserve banks as well. And mm. that really is like more compliant than the current financial system because mm. of fractional reserve banking. So it's just kind of weird how you have this paradox on the other side of these super compliant, actually like built by bitcoiners for bitcoiners banks but then you also mm. have these other people just like shut up get fucked and yeah i was gonna say what are those banks that aren't that are, what are they actually selling people promises of big of delivery of bitcoin mostly what what do you mean uh, you like a, a kraken or something that you're talking about yes like what no no if, kraken if, bank is um i'm not entirely sure they're gonna have no. to come out with uh, Here's products, but yeah. Do you know what I'm sa- asking? I know, I know what you're saying. Here, so th- most of the, a lot of these guys are basically applying to be banks, essentially, and getting a routing and account number, so people could just use them for payment for you know getting paid by their employer and use it's they basically yeah. use them as a bank, and that way, mm. in their mind, mm. they, well, your your cash is already here. You might as well buy Bitcoin with it, or you know whatever, and and and. Uh, so that that's kind of the play there. It's it's actually pretty yeah. sweet. I think the oh, fold okay. the fold the fold card uh debit card that's going to have Bitcoin cash back. Uh, it, they are they're getting a routing and account number with that too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and, pretty and cool. it really helps people out. Like Jack Maher's parents, they can't do proper banking and financing because they are a marijuana store. So uh, this is something that's great for them too. So it's kind of like banking the young banked in a way. But you know, if, if you're gonna like have to bank, why not bank with someone that actually understands monetary policy like this? So what about all? Of, so what I'm wondering then is, uh, Sue, you made a, you put out a dichotomy of all the banks made by Bitcoiners as opposed to compliant Uber Uber compliant. I think you said. So I'm trying to wonder what are the Uber compliant? What are they? What are they doing? What's the problem with using them? What do you mean the Uber? You mean the exchanges? You, Yes, you said Uber compliant exchanges, exchanges that are in fact more in line with the rules than most of the monetary. Uh, I mean, they're so. more in line Tell with me. like the orthodoxy. This the so thing who? with Kraken like Bank and Avanti what do they do? Bank 
What? Um, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? You know what? I, uh, Car, do you know what I'm asking? Because I I can't speak the language as well as you can. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, I, the, I, I'm trying to wonder what the Uber compliant exchanges are doing that is such a problem when you go to on ramp or make purchases. Or what, what is the issue with a, a problem for security? the consumer? They don't yeah, have so, a yeah, charter license. Like, so so the the, the problem to the banks. consumer the problem to the consumer is that they go through heavy KYC AML, which a adds friction. B you may not qualify uh, to for for some of these things. And mm. C then your data is stored in a, in a database and the pro- and the problem with that is that if that exchange gets hacked or just loses the data as we know centralized yeah. you know things do then what can happen is people know your address and they know how much bitcoin you bought and they don't know yeah, how much you I'm have like. necessarily uh, but also those those transactions can be tracked because you know it's a public ledger so if you buy let's just say you buy a million dollars worth of bitcoin or something like that that's there. have it someone could see it you know so that that's the, that's the issue that's what freaks people out because there's no recourse it's not like um traditional banking or legacy banking where it's like it's you know, and I know it's all kind of bullshit, but it's kind of not too. Like if you get shit stolen from you out of your bank account, you can get it back and maybe it's printed money, but it works the same for you. And if Mm. somebody comes to your house and steals your Bitcoins, you're, you're toast. Yeah. Yeah, They have like the FDIC, uh, like normal banks have FDIC, uh, exchanges don't. And Mm. the thing is, what's funny is with these crypto banks, they're not FDIC because they're speedy banks, which forces them to be anti-FDIC because they have to be full reserve. So in a way, with the exchanges like Kraken, BitMEX, whatever, you're, the Bitcoin you have on there, it's paper Bitcoin. Like they're not doing a full back reserve. Like it's a fucking like hollow shell of lending or leveraging or whatever. But you actually have that certainty that, or at least like I haven't seen anything, nothing's happened yet with these crypto banks. But you know, assuming that they follow everything to the T, your Bitcoin that you see in there is your Bitcoin. However, okay. I think this is just going to be a better, safer on-ramp than exchanges, of course. But eventually, mm. I think that the, like Kraken Bank, like the crypto banks, are going to be pushing for uh, self-custody and holding your own keys. And it won't be necessarily a bank that will still be an option. But I think what you're going to be seeing is things like Unchained Capital uh, here where I'm at in Austin. And you have like people doing CASA doing this kind of thing, but they're going to be offering uh, custody and trust solutions through multisig, which is basically like, Bird, do you know what multisig is? No, uh, it, it, go ahead. It, uh, it's basically having, okay, you know, those like gay little like, uh, necklaces that have like three mm. pieces of a heart and you give them to your friends and you put the heart yes. together and yeah, okay. yes. so basically you can do that with your Bitcoin, but with your private keys and this is, Oh big, yes. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. So a two of three, like you need two of those pieces of mm-hmm. heart and two of the private keys out of the three private keys total to spend you your scatter Bitcoin. them amongst people. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. what people like Unchained Capital are doing are providing these services and really uh, them and River Financial is another great company too. Uh, but what they're doing is they are approaching these, um, you know, well, old, rich people that have a shit ton of Bitcoin or just have questions about it. So they go through them and learn about it and they get the white glove treatment in a sense. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's also great for small businesses or just businesses in general 
that are following the MicroStrategy strategy or even before MicroStrategy happened, where they're putting 100% of their treasury in Bitcoin because we live in a fucking fiat world and they understand the diminishing returns of the capital that they work and mm. slave over. So they're also offering services like that. So hopefully that's what these crypto banks end up doing more so. And uh, people don't have to worry about like a crypto bank run or whatever. That's what I was wondering. Okay, so now the, the something like Kraken or again, it's the only one I'm using because I remember the name. It's 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 a full reserve, but you also say it's bank. like the Kraken Bank will. The Kraken Exchange is just in like paper crypto. Okay, exchange. that's good. That clears it up for me. Got it. Yeah. I understand. This and isn't now, a yeah. thing yet. And now the, to bring it back to the original um, the Bitmax discussion. Mm-hmm. This also could be a big deal for Bitcoin, not the survival of Bitcoin, but and if, uh, something that may affect Bitcoin in terms of its price, in terms of ongoing um, issues and, and things that are, I guess, discussed and, and, and insured and whatever, is a lot of these exchanges, we really don't know if they are full reserve. Um, so oh, in other no, words, in other words, coin floor in the UK. Wait, what? Coinfloor in the UK, their UK exchange, the first UK exchange ever, and they're full reserved. Oh, okay. Like, do we do you, know that? How do you know? Does Bitmax? Yeah. How do? You, yeah. How do you know? That's what I'm wondering. Well, I don't. Because I mean that what, as a general question. How would someone know that the that some that a they have a process and like a thing that you sign up for if you have a thing with them and like they they take you through it and provide ways of like proving on the blockchain or what. I don't. I don't. Or they give you a physical demonstration of. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I would yeah, be. I would. I would. Regardless, regardless, I would take a. I would take a, a pretty scrutinizing look at that because I don't know if there's any way that you could, as a single user, really verify that. Uh, oh, yeah, but and, no, but it could. You could multiple users could come together to ensure that that's. Well, that this that is this this is. This is at the heart of what what's called proof of keys, which is like an encouraged movement on I think January third, yeah. or January fourth of every year. So a certain day where everybody is encouraged to bring their Bitcoin back uh, to their own wallets, to their own to public addresses oh associated with their own private keys, like a holiday bank run on purpose? yes, yeah. exactly to basically wow. try to put pressure on these people to make sure that they're operating in a full reserve way. So God, my my what a my ass community, by right? The way, yeah, it's pretty to, cool. To so, do something as ballsy as yeah, to, to it's bank pretty, run as a holiday. That's very yeah, an encouraged bank run. So <laughs> thanks, uh, Trace Mayor. So that's uh, kind of insane. I'm not yeah, it is. It is. That. So I mean, I a bit Bitmax does so much volume and has so many bitcoins and i have to imagine that they are not full reserve and they're they're probably i would bet i would bet it's possible that they're not even close so this could have quite a bit of implication on the perceived amount of bitcoins floating around out there uh and and you know that that could certainly have some effects and now that they're being probed theoretically we might actually find out and we might find out what they were doing and that blows going back to the price Uh, what that blows my mind just blows my mind yeah. like i i now am thinking my brain is going at a thousand miles an hour going how can you take a concept like a forced bank run holiday in a culture that like enjoys doing that and turn that into i don't know anti-taxation or and how do you do, how do you get people to agree to do something that is insane and enjoy doing it, and it works. Yeah, <laughs> kind of we amazing. We have the strongest fucking conviction out of you, yeah. like every yeah. group. And yeah, going yeah. back to like the price and 
the scarcity and how many Bitcoin are actually floating around, if it is significantly less or, you know, just less based on the bullshit volume numbers that you see, then you should be super bullish if you're about Bitcoin, because that just yeah. means it's a lot scarcer than you fucking think. And Hell yeah. And just have it happening. And the next 12 to 18 months are going to be fucking buck wild. So yeah, and I'm and bullish is all hell, and that's and that's going to be an inter- like that's why I say that this is interesting and a big deal for Bitcoin for for a variety of reasons that don't relate to the Bitcoin protocol. It's like if you had imagine, I mean, yeah. I don't know exactly. I don't claim to know how Coinbase or or Cash App or any of these on ramps operate, especially with return with respect to to um, uh, reserves. But if you have a Cash true another if you have a true another bull run as i as i think there will be and things like the bitmex operation and the increased skepticism over these places and increased awareness to bring your coins back to your own keys um that could that could add fuel to the fire because yeah. you know you yeah. don't have because you don't have the, the okay i just want to say real quick these exchanges Okay, Bitcoin does not have circuit break- breakers, but these exchanges do. And Coinbase is notorious for just shutting the fuck down when Bitcoin will moon in any given hour. And I that's remember definitely that gonna, those days. That's, yeah, I mean, they probably still happen, but I remember. No, that. They, they happen all. They happen like fucking like three, four times this year so far. Hilarious. But like, this is gonna catch every exchange with their pants down because mm. I've had the the experience of not being able to withdraw my shit from uh, even cash app of all places. And this all goes back to not your keys, not your coins. Um, mm. You know, some people are definitely want to going to want to cash out with some fiat. Like I don't blame them, but still at the end of the day, like what are you holding? Like for the first time ever, this true digital bearer, treasure that's fucking yours and no one else's this is information in your head that can only be given up by force to fucking gunpoint like think about that like there's nothing else in the world that is like that so how much of that do you actually want to risk in someone else's hands and this totally just flips everything the fuck upside down only only love in fact can do what Bitcoin can do. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> imagine if I hardcore moosed us out by like with a message about love. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, love one another. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk uh, about Phil's uh, recent creative I, forays? I, I would like to say this conversation has already got me very excited about Bitcoin. By the way, good, um, good, yeah, yeah. That was a foreplay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Well then, uh, uh, yes. Proceed, Car Campit. So Phil just created a, a little music video for uh, Bitcoin, um, and in the Bitcoin spirit. So uh, I'll just let you take the floor because uh, I I saw it. It was cool as hell, and I'm pretty stoked that there's co- like cultural items emerging out of out of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Twitter and all of this because it's uh, I don't know. It's a signal of probably some maturity of the. Uh, Bitcoin squad in some sense. Maturity through my immaturity. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, thank you. First off. And thank you again, because I really took it from what you said. I mean, you guys are really the only fucking reason I really started my own podcast. Well, that and Dave Smith, but you guys and, and Dave Smith. Good company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys were just so, and Dave, like approachable 
with the subject matter, with the content. Whereas if you are a brand new libertarian and you start with Tom Woods, it's kind of like you're expected to know all this fucking prior knowledge about history. And like, yeah, you're, you learn from his show and everything, but just the, you know, Dick Jones and fucking like no bullshit kind of stuff. Uh, that rhetoric coming from, you know, y'all show like that inspired me like, well, shit, I'll just like fly by the seat of mm. my pants. So I like do this and like learn as I go. And um, just after listening to episodes, you know, Carr said multiple times like, hey, man, it's about changing the culture. And that's what I wrote. If you want to like, go read the essay that I wrote for the release of the song, I released it in Citadel 21, which is a Bitcoin zine. The zines are coming back and you can actually get a physical copy, which is super fucking dope. And <laughs> anyway, like I, I talk about like, y'all and just my inspiration of getting into podcasts and libertarianism in the article, but it's super important to the reason why y'all show was so accessible is because it was fun and it didn't feel like I was being talked at with facts in being with Dave Smith's show in, in that case. So no, we like, will never talk change... at you with facts. No, yeah, facts I, are fake. Absolutely actually. not. No. In yeah. Fact. Yeah. And that's super chill. Um, but it, it just, just making shit fun, like change the culture, like give me mm. a reason to want to not even learn, like I'll learn, but it'll be like, on accident in a way. Mm-hmm. And I yes. thought of, sure. I, I thought, thought of like the earliest bands that got me into playing guitar at like age nine mm-hmm. or 10. And it was green day. It was guns and roses. It was all that stuff. Three eleven. Any three eleven in there? Uh, not really, but I, I like, oh, I like, man. I like <laughs> no respect, no respect for three eleven on this podcast. God no. damn it. No. Wow. No. Or you'd uh, like three eleven. Three eleven's All right. I would have thought I didn't say they were bad. That. The bassist's name is Peanut. Anyway, sorry, Phil. Continue. Oh shit. Okay, that might have changed everything. See. Fuck. <laughs> so you okay? So uh, but you, anyway, like, how many songs have you made, by the way, and and albums wise? Tell like like how are, are you oh, deep into making music now? I mean, I've always been into music. Like I, I don't have a band because it sucks <laughs> and mm-hmm. getting people together and like finding people that you jive with musically and even philosophically, like good luck finding yeah. anarchists or actual like good anarchists, not fucking crazy leftist anarchists in Austin. Um, but like, I've always done music. Like I, the, I only put out this single, but what I want to do is raise money through Bitcoin and fund a full record at mm. ETF615.com. You can go and learn how to do that, but like donate Bitcoin and there's some fiat options there, but like I want to use those proceeds to fund a full record, but also use those proceeds to uh, buy things from people that, you know, make Bitcoin products like crypto clips, like they are into 3D printing and I just want to help create like the circular Bitcoin economy in a way because it's all Mm, about having this mm -hmm. parallel, you know, economy that subverts the state like agorism, like you know, you know, free people up. But uh, to answer your question, I'm not in a band, but like music has always been my passion since I was 10. And it was really like learning those songs with earworms, as I talked about in the article, these hooky earworm songs that just get stuck in your head. Uh, most notably like Green Day. But like when I was 10, I wasn't really paying too much attention to the lyrics. But then when you go down, you know, years later through foreign policy rabbit holes and taking notes on Scott Horton's mm-hmm. Uh, interviews 
it all kind of makes sense. And you're like, oh, fuck, like America's the new world empire. And then a year later, you get into Bitcoin and you're just kind of like, oh, well, the, the money's fucked. That's why shit doesn't work. <laughs> Uh And you, you know, I was influenced by like the cool, fun propaganda, like punk rock and stuff. And man, Pete showed me like anti-flag. Like Mm -hmm. like I heard of them, but a year ago he sent me that, you know, uh, for Blood and Empire record. And holy shit, dude, like that's fucking powerful. That is a great So I wanted to like do that in a more like fun, upbeat way and just put these like, uh, I, I said in the article I want to write the soundtrack of the sound money revolution because that's really what the world's coming up against in the case of Bitcoin. Oh, I was going to ask, what is the theme of the album? There you go. Yeah. And and that's what it was really all about. And I, I, there's some Bitcoin songs and, or I actually know like one rapper or I don't know what it's hard to not like nakedly, write a bitcoin song without oh so you oh you have to do the art thing that isn't where you go i have to allude to it in the music without ever actually saying it yeah Uh, like similar to our our foreplay that we had bird but of course um, just allude to the freedom you go around the freedom talk about the freedom in other sexy ways but you can never actually say the word freedom that's not sexy yeah that that, that's the real sexy about that i gotta drop i gotta drop i gotta drop Uh-oh, Code Red. Oh, we we turned him on. Code Red. <laughs> uh, Got to be uh, my favorite bit, by the way, Car. Yeah, it's so good. Instituted, Phil, can I tell you that on this podcast, we've instituted a new system, and, and when we get Aaron back on, you know, we're going to have to put him to task, too, because he's out of control. Our new system of flagging the levels of horniness of the co-hosts pre-podcast recording because we found that in the past sometimes you can get a little too aroused and then it's impossible to podcast so now we've got a good system to track that i am right now i'm at a green i'm doing very well i'm very having a great time seems like almost got right now no i'm at a green okay that just put me at a a little little yellow but i'm at a (laughs) still at a green uh, car over there is teetering on red, and I'm about to. I'm gonna have to. I'm at a, I'm at a solid orange. Show. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. A, I can. You're glowing, frankly. Yeah. Uh, That's Bitcoin. Phil, where are you, by, by the way? Sitting I mean, at a nice gold. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't want to come off as racist. You know, all these. Okay, fine. So you're sitting at a nice. You're sitting at a nice. Uh, not you know too what? We'll let the we'll let the, the listeners. Okay, Use your imagination. listeners, have your say. Listeners, how horny is our guest right now? <laughs> how yeah. horny he seems to guys? be. He seems like at any moment he could be tipped, but at right now, you he's know what? Really well. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I keep it casual when I when I record, even on video. But most of the time, <laughs> but sometimes. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's weird. always casual. <laughs> I'll just say I, I'm in my boxers a hundred percent. Oh yes. When I'm alone in my apartment. Oh, me too. And they're Miyundi oh, me boxers, too. by the way. And they're the ones with the jellyfish. And apparently, oh. if you can turn the lights off and put a black light on, they glow in the fucking dark. So, uh, listeners, listeners, you can use your imagination of how fucking randy I am. So. Use me on. Go to me on these. Use our promo code BADBOY69 um, to get yeah. free uh, sentiments <laughs> from us. Uh, and that's it. That's all you can get from that. That was good. Go ahead, Phil. What? Oh, no. I, I think 
one of those uh, print tees or whatever those places where you can have merch. They should sell uh, custom-made boxers. And because, like, the fat cast, like, art is already white, it would just work mm-hmm. beautiful and be colorful without oh, the color. Yeah, characters. right on the... Oh, look into oh. that. Right on the crotch. Oh, yeah. that is a good idea. Oh, you yes. think crotch. I was thinking tramp crotch. stamp. Uh, what? Like I was thinking of, that like, of the ass. You want like half? What do you mean? Phil, you Phil, Phil's sounding like the amount. Phil's sounding the like he's Phil's suffering from the confusion just before a, a red alert. Yeah, this is nearly a red alert, Phil. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to pull you aside. After this. Because arousal <laughs> follows confusion every time. I'm thinking, I was thinking we put it on the back side so that you get a nice flat view of it. Sometimes if you wear underwear at the front and you have Are a you fupa, assuming your audience all have flat asses? That is rude. No, I'm actually saying the bigger the better for the image. Stretch that baby out. You know what I'm saying? By that, I mean the shirt. Or I mean the, the boxes. Oh, I'm sure. confused too. Oh, Let's no. do shirts too. Can we just do shirts <laughs> I think, too? I, I think we're all out of red right now, I'll just say. All right, I'm I'm quickly approaching a ultraviolet. We need to <laughs> we need to wrap it up here. Phil, tell me one interesting thing um, that you are besides the album that you are into lately, uh, and we'll use that somehow to segue into uh, your plugs. The album I'm into lately, like an album or like my anything, song? anything. What are you into lately? Yeah, anything. Um, man. You know, funny, I just listen to music really when I run every day. That's what keeps oh, me you're going. Running? If, I need, if I need to slap something on, I put on some, like, uh, Bossa Nova or some chill hip-hop oh. music. Oh, there are I some like fucking banging uh, hip-hop playlist artists. Uh, the guy's name is Mikel, M-I-K-E-L. Uh, oh. But he's got the Zelda and Chill album. And he's so what? he's, like, all... all Zelda music and hip hop, and then he's got one for Pokemon as well, and that's my fucking oh. jam when I'm just chilling. Um, oh, okay, and then hell yeah, I, I guess to not be so humble, but like I need good music to get me through my workouts when I run because I, you know, clock in five six Trying miles a day at least at least yeah. try. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess not so surprising. Like I dig my own songs, and so I run to oh. that and. Do and, you like listening? That's li- so dude, interesting. Li- I, I, it sounds fucking weird. Like I'm just so full of myself. Not but, really. Like, Doesn't sound that weird. As I mean, I wrote it. It's, and it's in my spirit, and it, it pumps yeah. me up and gets yes. me going. It gets me oh, to a great. solid red uh, every time I finish. <laughs> and and yeah, man. Like I wrote yeah. it at the right pace and tempo. I can just put that bitch on like repeat mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just you know, rock fifty minutes. Straight. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think if 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 you're going to appreciate any kind of art, it would make the most sense in the same way that your farts smell the best to you. Yeah. Uh, your art looks the best to you because it came out of you, and um, it's tailored to your uh, emotions. It works for you. I think that's actually pretty great. And I, although I do say that as somebody who listens to every episode of the show that I put out, I like um, to smell my own brand. Okay, like. Oh yeah, the brand. He yeah, does. and every yeah, you have to smell your own brand. I think. Gotta smell a your lot. own brand. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the- I also run to you lately. Alkaline Trio. Um, who else? Fucking oh, Neck Deep. I've been doing their latest album lately. Okay. Uh, Neck Deep. Yeah. Very good. Well, I I was about to segue there. Uh, uh from that 
Give me all the plugs you got. What you've been, what you, what you, what you want people to see? Uh, go to etf615.com. That's where you can learn how to donate uh, some sats or fiat, whatever, to the cause. And if not, and I'm really just thankful that uh, people do give a shit about the video at all. If the video is on YouTube, it's called ETF, uh, all caps, but there are periods after each letter. So capital E dot capital T dot capital F dot and it's by <laughs> simply Mr. Sue. It's on every music streaming platform out there. But really watch the video because mm. that's what I had the most fun with. Uh, Bitco, the infamous Bitco, or really <clears throat> famous, he does all the great Bitcoin art um, for all the great Bitcoin companies and brands. He did the cover art for that. It's a cartoon version of the Federal Reserve with off. The pussy tentacles and a giant orange Bitcoin comet is flying right into its face oh, I've because seen this. Yeah. you know essentially the the song's called ETF but the chorus is end the Fed and mm. that'd be great actually if we did end the Fed you know tomorrow or today <laughs> probably sure. wouldn't be that great but like you know back to our boy Ron Paul the sentiment stands true and I just want to get people thinking and questioning. And my goddamn song stuck in their head where it drives them crazy. Yeah, and the earworm. Have them just run with, it, run with it with that. Yeah, maybe you'll earworm people into freedom. So that's that's the goal, man. That would be great. All right, fantastic car camp it. Uh, that's all I got. So I guess until next week, keep two hands oh, on the wheel. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, so if I can, of course, as I mentioned, right, I take the podcast. hands off the wheel. You Take those hands off right the wheel. Oh, man. Hey, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm glowing. I you from going red. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I was going to finish right as we ended the, the, the episode. Oh, no, no. Cocktease. Cocktease. All right. One more, Sue. He's, he's one more. I got, a, I got a podcast. It's called A Boy Named Sue. Sue is spelled P-S-E-U. It's oh. Bitcoin. It's libertarian. It's anarcho fucking whatever you want to call it. Um, something's going to blow right now. Go follow me on the Twitterverse. It is uh, at Mr. Sue, a.k.a. Phil Gibson. I'm Mr. Sue at Mr. Sue. Fucking great subscribe. All right, all right, all right. All right, everybody. Until next week, keep two hands on the wheel. Oh, squaw!